a playlist original. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. A playlist original. This is the Films at Home podcast, your source for everything home entertainment. Hey everyone, Jeff here from Films at Home. Thanks for coming back to the Films at Home podcast today. Whether you are watching the video stream on YouTube or you're listening along on your favorite podcast app, welcome all. Uh, Today, I got a really exciting interview for myself because I was able to get Mick Workoven, who is the uh, marketing and events manager at Bull Moose, to come on the podcast today. Uh, Bull Moose is my local video store, one of my favorite stores. They do everything from movies to vinyl to books. They have used and new. They have CDs, cassette tapes, I mean, Blu-ray, 4K, DVD, you name it. Such a cool place to shop. I've been talking about them on my YouTube channel for years because they are my local store i go to the salem new hampshire location all the time but they also have a great website uh, which they sell used copies of movies and music on uh, as well as video games and lots of other things so love their store have always supported them and always uh, talked about them and and wanted to do something more so super excited to have mick on the podcast today we're going to dive into all kinds of topics like basically you know, how does Bull Moose stay in business with all these other video stores closing down? What's the secret? Is there something to the location being in New Hampshire and Maine exclusively? Like, was there a reason to be up that way? We'll talk about the video store record store experience and how that's changed over the years, trends in the industry and what we're seeing, especially Mick, you know, being a marketing manager at a media store and how things have changed over the years and how they've adapted all this really cool stuff. I mean, it's, There aren't many people left that you can talk to who work for a media store chain. So I think you guys will really enjoy this and it'll probably be a little bit nostalgic. And uh, unfortunately, if you're not in the New England area, you don't get to experience Bull Moose in person like I do. But I'm telling you, if you're ever up this way, if you're ever staying in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, there is probably a Bull Moose within an hour an hour and a half of you. If you're in New Hampshire or Maine, they're even closer and I can't recommend them enough. So hope you guys enjoy this interview. It was a super cool one for me again to talk to somebody at my favorite video store. And I think you guys will enjoy the topics we covered. So sit back, relax, enjoy the interview, and I'll see you guys at the end. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for the interview. Uh, As promised, I've got Mick Workoven here from Bull Moose. Um, she's the uh, sales and, or sorry, marketing and events manager at Bull Moose. I've already screwed it up in the first 10 seconds. Um, but Bull Moose is my local video store, which I guess not a lot of people can even say anymore. But I do still have a local video store. I go there all the time and I love it. So this was really cool to have anybody from Bull Moose on the podcast. And uh, I'm excited to have you here. So you want to give uh, just a little intro on your yourself and maybe what you know what you do in the day to day at Bull Moose and uh, what your role is? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, like I said, or like you said, I should say, uh, marketing and events manager, which means that I coordinate the in stores. We haven't had a lot of those lately, um, but then I also run the social media channels, um, book the advertising. Uh, I put together and design a lot of the stickers and shirts. So. Um, I don't do all the artwork myself. Sometimes I, I uh, 
collaborate with other artists for that. But I do the layouts and stuff. Um, and I also do the email newsletters. So basically anything that's digital that you've seen on the internet, I had some sort of role in. And if you have a sticker on your car or laptop or phone, that's probably one of my stickers. <laughs> Love it. So it's, uh, yeah, you're the, you're the one that people are talking to online, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those places. It is uh, just me. Yep. Um, another, another guy, Chris used to run the, uh, bull moose vinyl account. So it at bull moose and at bull moose vinyl actually used to be like two separate personalities and entities. Um, but he has gotten super busy with other stuff. So he works, um, elsewhere right now, but he might be back someday. Got it. I'm sure you could use the help. I know how hard that can be running something all by yourself. I've, I've been there before. I'm a, I'm a marketing person myself. I, in my day job and then doing all this stuff. So yeah, I, I know how that can be running a, a one person show. So props to you on everything you're doing. Cause you guys are, you're active online, which is great. We try to post every day. <laughs> yeah, no, I see it. So it's super cool. But I guess for people who, who don't know bull moose, um, you know, what, what is bull moose? What people, it's not a, it's not an animal. No, it's not. You know, it's funny you said that, you know, uh, growing up, not a lot of people have a local video store near them growing up. And that is a strange concept to me because I grew up in Maine. So I've always had bull moose and now I work there. Um, But for people who don't know what it is, we're uh, a little chain up in Maine and New Hampshire. Uh, We're employee owned now, which is pretty cool. Um, As of January 1, our our founder and previous owner sold it to us, which is neat. Um, But we're um, a movie store and a record store and a video game store. Uh, we have new stuff, pre-owned stuff, um, and sort of like one of the last stores of our kind around. Um, you know, you used to have big ones like Strawberries or, um, oh, shoot, what was the Midwestern one? Uh, not, not Second and Charles. That's the new one. Hastings. Um, so oh, yeah. folks might know Hastings. We're kind of like that. Um, so... It's a, it's a, it's a weird thing to kind of have to describe when you've lived with it your whole life. You're like, it's bull moose. It's just, it is what it is, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. No. And I even grew up, I was a little bit further South. Now I'm up close to the New Hampshire border and I've been to Maine plenty. I think I've been to every bull moose store. Um, You would have been more of a Newberry comics person maybe back in the day. I was definitely more Newberry comics than of course, like just your, you know, your blockbuster or, you know, whatever the local, video rental store was, but, um, I think I just, I discovered bull moose probably in college when I started heading up to Portland more, which is, you know, the hot spot if you're in Southern New Hampshire, that in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, and I kind of discovered it and couldn't believe at that time, we're talking like 2013, 2014, that there was a store like this. Um, yeah. Which was, it awesome. was already sort of like, some other media stores had already sort of started their pivot away from like Blu-rays and DVDs at that point and got more into the lifestyle angle, which honestly I think worked out for basically everybody um, because that left a lot of opportunity for us to continue to carry physical media, Blu-rays and vinyls and stuff. Um, And then, you know, other stores were able to, to, um, you know, carry their lifestyle items. And, And a lot of people say like, Oh, you know, you must be, you know, big time competitors with Newberry comics. And I was like, well, I mean, not really. Uh, we exist in the same space as entertainment retailers, but our relationship is more synergistic because, you know, if there's a Newberry Comics and a Bull Moose that are near one another, most people will just go to both um, and they'll buy stuff at both and it works out really well. So, 
that's my philosophy anyway. Yeah, no, and I think you're right. Like the the Newbery comics has definitely shifted more towards pop culture lifestyle as a whole versus media. Um, and you've sort of seen like an FYE do the same thing. And I've even talked to people over in the UK that like HMV over there has shifted as well. And, you know, they've gotten away from media and video and they've gone more towards lifestyle. So it is, I appreciate that Bull Moose still has an emphasis on the media, whether it's music or movies or video games. It's just an incredible place to walk into. I tell everyone who visits, like they always ask, what's the video store? I'm staying in Boston. And I say, drive an hour north and get to Salem, New Hampshire and go to Bull Moose because it's an experience. It's well worth it. Salem is a wicked nice store too. They have one of the better selections of Blu-rays and 4Ks just because of the customer base, right? Like people in that area uh, tend to dig deeper into like the Vinegar Syndrome uh, Arrow type boutique stuff. So more titles get stocked there more consistently. Yeah. And that is my store. So if anyone's listening, uh, maybe it may just be all my dollars that have made that store stock more Blu-rays. But um, yeah, I'm probably 15, 20 minutes from there now. So that's just super convenient. Um, but I do love the Portsmouth store. And uh, we should probably talk about that because the Portsmouth, New Hampshire store just moved, which was, I will say it was in a bit of a tight spot before. Yeah. So I would say that, that it's sort of a bittersweet sort of thing. Cause we've been in that, that downtown location for over 20 years. Like it, that store has been there longer than I've worked for the company. Right. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we want to do more with that location. Like we want to have more stuff. Like we especially want to have more books um, and, you know, a, a better way to organize Blu-rays and, and more 4Ks. But the the layout of that store was not really conducive to it. Um, it was more like a weird L, like a Tetris shape. Yep. Um, and one of the other big challenges um, that a lot of downtown areas face is that parking and accessibility was a big, big problem. Um, and that's not just like for customers, it's also like for staff and for, you know, UPS, right? So the new location is still in Portsmouth, but it's sort of like going out more towards the mall area. And the benefit there is number one, more square footage, like the store is physically larger. Um, and it's also a box as opposed to a Tetris piece. So it's easier and better to lay things out. And then the big thing is that like, gosh, like, you know, there's places for people to park. Um, there's a, there's a service entrance for UPS to come by and deliver stuff. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I think the new location is going to be really, really sweet and it's going to have a good combination of like classic fixtures and the, the classic aesthetic of a bull moose with a little bit of, um, you know, modernization and modernization doesn't necessarily mean corporate in that context. It just means that like, I don't know, the bins are newer and they hold more stuff. (laughs) So, and it also has a really cool ceiling. Um, One of my favorite features is it has like a really high, like 12 foot ceiling with like, um, you know, matte black, uh, you know, pipe work and ducts and stuff. It looks kind of like a warehouse where you'd have a rave in the nineties. So I think that that is going to look great uh, for the background of the store. How is it uh, size-wise in comparison to, say, the Salem, New Hampshire location? Um, Compared to Salem, it's probably like 60%, maybe 50% of the size. Like Salem is enormous. Like Salem is like 10,000 square feet. It's huge. Um, 
but it's bigger than the old location by, you know, about a thousand square feet. So I don't know if you can picture what 5,500 square feet looks like compared to 10,000 square feet. I don't know. So r- roughly about half the size of the Salem. A little, yeah, a little, a little more than half the size of Salem. Yeah, no, that'll be cool. Cause that is a good, uh, I, I love Portsmouth and anytime, you know, if, if you guys are in new England or if you're visiting new England, and you don't leave Boston and come up to Portsmouth in Portland, Maine, like you're, you're missing out on two of the better cities. And I think in the country, they're nice, small cities, great food places, great shopping, and they both have a bull moose. So if you want a video store, it's a win-win. <laughs> Portland has two basically. So that's true. Right. Cause you have one right downtown. It's well, that one is actually it. closed right now. Um, that one uh, closed during the pandemic, but we have the one in Scarborough, which is as big as the Salem one. And then we have Mill Creek, which is like right across the bridge. So as long as you're in Portland, the other two bull mooses are pretty accessible. Yeah. And the Scarborough one's a good size store too. I've been to that one uh, a few times. Good selection. Is it? I thought it might be. I know Salem's big, but I, I remember walking into Scarborough the first time and going, whoa, well, this is next level. Yeah. So I have to say, if you guys are anywhere in this area, people always ask me, take the trip. You can get out of Boston. Boston might have a Newbury Comics, but take the trip up the coast. It'll be well worth it. And you'll get a cool place to shop for movies. And they have used stuff, which is the beauty of it. Not a lot of people sell used movies anymore where you can actually get some good deals. So what is uh, what, do, what do you think as the marketing person? What What is the kind of key? How has Bull Moose been able to survive and even expand and you know grow locations and um get bigger spaces and you know you guys are still feels like growing and doing really well so what is what's the key when everybody else has shut down their video stores and in media stores like what do you think bull moose is doing yeah well i mean uh luck is always a factor (laughs) but um I, i think some of it also is what you were saying about the used right like the thing about bull moose is like, you're not really sure what, what you're going to get. So it's kind of that combination of like thrifting um, with making sure that you get like the new stuff that you want. So you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I know that the, you know, the, the steel book 4k for heavy metal is out this week. So I'm going to go to bull moose and get it. Um, and while I'm there, I'll just take a look at, you know, what might be got traded in, in the last week. So there is that element of treasure hunting. Um, the other thing that I think really helps us out a lot, honestly, is that, um, you know, uh, there aren't a lot of video stores anywhere. And especially in places like Maine and New Hampshire, which are on their sort of rural sides of states, um, you know, broadband isn't sort of where it's at in other parts of the country. You know, we don't we don't have 5G in Maine. We just don't have it. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, streaming options are, are a little more limited. So, you know, there's, there's sort of like more need for access to physical media. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, like, we've kind of like adapted over the years, like, we didn't, we opened and we sold cassettes and records, right? And CDs. Yeah. But you know, our customers told us what, what they wanted and what they wanted was, you know, videotapes and DVDs and then books and video games and all that other stuff. So rather than trying to be like, we will survive, you know, on our, on our roots and we'll never change. We actually are 
fairly adaptive and, you know, as kind of like product lines and categories go up and down, we can kind of ride that wave um, and make sure that we're always kind of like trying to stay relevant with what is important to people in pop culture. And, and you know, to, to their credit, I think folks place like Newberry's does the same thing just with a different set of stuff. Like Newberry Comics certainly has deviated from their like original you know, philosophy in their original categories, but they're still true to their vision of being a, like a oasis of pop culture. Right. So I, I think that's what it is. And I think that that's why, you know, we're, we're around and that's why we do what we do because we have, we have stuff and people like stuff, you know, <laughs> um, I, I probably don't have to tell you that, you know, as, as big a market as streaming is, the largest percentage of consumers out there are are doing a mix, like they're streaming and collecting physical. The number of people who are strictly streaming and strictly physical is pretty low. Yeah. And that that is, I think I surprise people when I tell them I stream movies because I'm like, I'm the physical media guy. You shouldn't. T-. And it's like, I mean, I, I want to watch Kenobi, though. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to miss out on that. People are like, wait, why do you have like, why do you have a, a why do you have a Spotify uh, account? Like, why do you pay for Spotify? I'm like, well, because I like music, and you know, one of the actually one of the great things about streaming is you can get exposed to so many more kinds of music and you get to try so many more albums and then sort of commit to buying the ones that are your favorite. You know, if you think about a teenager who goes into a bull moose with 15 bucks in 1995, they can get two CDs, right? They can get two CDs off the wall and maybe they don't like them, right? It's a, it's a much bigger risk. It's a much bigger investment. But now, you know, you can walk into a bull moose with 15 bucks and get one and a half CDs, <laughs> give or take. But if you're, you know, listening to stuff on Spotify, you get to figure out exactly what it is that you want, and you just get so much exposure. And with Spotify, you're more likely to take a chance on something that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so, I don't see streaming as bad. I don't even see streaming as our enemy necessarily. It is yeah. part of the musical ecosystem, and if we don't like, um, if we don't do anything about that or just ignore it. Like it's still going to exist without us. <laughs> Streaming is bigger than us. Spotify is bigger than Bull Moose. So yeah. if Bull Moose fights Spotify, we're going to lose, right? That's yeah. just the yeah. way it goes. Yeah. And it is great for discoverability and accessibility to things you had not heard before movies, music, whatever it may be. Um, and the beauty is you can walk into Bull Moose for $15. And if you buy used, you can probably walk out of there with a good chunk of CDs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, I guess I was thinking about new CDs in particular, but if you have 15 bucks and you're looking at new CDs, you might be able to get six. Right. And I think that's the beauty of like streaming for like, if you're in a younger generation, this is how you're discovering music in movies. And so you're, you're discovering things from the fifties, sixties, seventies, and now you want to buy them because they've become a favorite, whether it's an old movie or a vinyl re-release or, you know, a CD and I, I, I do appreciate it for that aspect of the accessibility for anybody to discover new things and discover new artists and support small artists and small movies. Like, I think that's the, the beauty of it. And the reality is, yeah, most people are streaming some, buying some, buy your favorites. Um, you know, it's a mix because we do like to have stuff. <laughs> we're, 
humans are collectors. Right, exactly. So, but I, I liked your point about, I hadn't really ever thought about bull moose as like that thrifting experience, but you're totally right every time I go in there because it it's the only experience that I've had since, I don't know when the blockbuster in my town closed, 2006. I mean, it's the only experience that I've had like that where you can walk in, you don't know what you're going to see. You know the newest movie will be there, but you don't know what might be on the shelves. You don't know what you're going to discover. And you can get stuff for a really great price with with used or um, even your new stuff a lot of times I find is priced just as well as Amazon or even better. In a lot of cases, you have some really good deals. So um, having to compete with that conglomerate, I know, is a is a big thing. But I love the the Bull Moose membership and you gain points for buying there. I trade in my movies there. I'm one of the people who people could be buying my movies for all I know, because I trade them in and get the credit. I love that aspect of it. Yeah, the buy-sell trade is also awesome, right? Um, Because it gives people an outlet for their old stuff. Um, And I mean, most people take store credit, right? Or they take some amount of store credit and some amount of cash. Because like, I mean, I do it, right? Like, (laughs) I I have worked for Bull Moose for almost 12 years now, and I still do buybacks all the time. Because I'm like, you know what? this stuff isn't important to me anymore. Or I'm like upgrading from, well, I upgraded most of my DVDs to Blu-rays and now I'm upgrading all my Blu-rays to 4Ks. So. (laughs) But there really aren't that many places where you can go in and say, hey, I've got 25 Blu-rays I want to trade in because there's new 4K releases. They would look at you and go, okay, great. Like, here's the trash bin. Yeah, like, what do you want me to do with them? And I love just like the, 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 sustainability aspect or the recycling aspect of that too, where you're just putting it back into somebody else's collection versus you're you're throwing it away or donating it somewhere. It's going to sit in a shelf forever and and never get used. So I do always tend to uh, trade in whenever I can. Uh, And yeah, the store credit, it's a beautiful thing that I can bring in 20 movies and it's not like uh Everyone thinks trade-ins are like GameStop, where they're like, oh, nice video game. Here's five cents for it. Um, Bull, Bull Moose will actually give you a, a fair trade-in value versus other places, I think. I, I think so, too. But I I mean, I, I'm paid to think that. But I also do think, I mean, I think it's true. Like, if, yeah. if, if we gave unfair prices, like, I wouldn't trade into my own store, right? But right. I do. No, it's a beautiful thing, and just nobody's doing it, which is what sets you guys apart, I think. Um, so what, what have you been seeing in sort of like, I know you said, you, you know, you guys have adapted over the years and what are, what are sort of the trends you've been seeing lately in all physical media, music, video games, movies, as things move digital, like what's kind of sticking and what's selling well? Yeah. I mean, well, vinyl is obviously huge. Like the vinyl resurgence has been real for a couple of years, but it's like getting bigger and bigger. Like we're selling, you know, more vinyl in a month than we used to sell in a year. And part of that, right, is like the industry has adapted and they're just manufacturing more of it. Um, And part of it is also that young people are very interested in records. Um, What I really like about record collecting is that it can become a multi-generational hobby. Um, And I, whenever possible, try to like encourage people to think about what would be somebody's first record, right? So, you know, somebody comes in and, and I, I think about like, 
artists like Olivia Rodrigo or Taylor Swift or, um, oh gosh, uh, Girl in Red or, or, or artists like that who are really popular, you know, with, with teen, uh, teen girls. And like, they, they're passionate, dedicated fans. And I think it's really cool that they're also getting into vinyl collecting um, because it's a fun hobby. Like collecting is fun, um, I think. And there's a lot of really fun variants for it. Um, another big thing we're seeing a lot of is, um, is the popularity of tabletop gaming. So whether that's magic cards or Dungeons and Dragons or any of the other role-playing systems, you know, tabletop gaming is a pretty big category um, at Bull Moose these days. And again, it's driven primarily by young people who are just super passionate about, about their, their hobby and their niche. And, you know, it's funny. I think what people think of as like a record store employee is probably still like if, if somebody out there has like never been to a bull moose or they haven't been to a Newberry Comics and they think about like who, you know, who, who works at a record store, they probably think about, um, you know, characters from Empire Records or um, High Fidelity, right? Like Jack Black and John Cusack and folks like that. But that's really not the archetype anymore. Um, people who work at bull moose are much more invested in sort of like gaming and movies more so than music which isn't to say that music isn't important to them music is obviously very important to lots of folks but i don't know it's just different it's it it's cool i think it's great um and i don't know not to get too sort of heady about it but there's more music now than there's ever been before like every year they put out more music (laughs) um and you can find somebody and because of streaming services and because of like you know internet algorithms you can get really really deep into a particular genre that you just never could before like oh yeah you know somebody is really super into um you know japanese pop from the 80s or they're really into fourth wave ska or um you know uh experimental ambient and Afrobeat, like these are genres that were just not accessible 20 years ago, really. Um, and now they are, and that's really cool. Yeah, I've been seeing the, a similar trend too with, with movies because there's a ton of these cult movies, these direct-to-VHS horror movies, these forgotten movies that now, you know, like an Arrow video or a Kino Lorber or somebody will pick up because the technology's gotten to the point where they can, you know, do this stuff in house a lot of times and do a restoration and get a Blu-ray disc out where like, was that as accessible 20 years ago? You know, probably not. Technology's improved greatly that, you know, an independent company like that can do that. And so you're discovering all these new types of movies that were never accessible before. And that's, I'm curious, have you seen like the boutique labels, or independent labels for movies, have those been the hottest sellers compared to some more of the mainstream? Yeah, I mean, the AAA titles from major studios are always going to lead the pack. That's just kind of the way it is. You can't outsell Spider-Man. That, that, the, that the boutique uh, labels aren't doing really, really well for themselves. Um, and, you know, you're still, you, you can get some pretty big numbers on some of those arrows, some of those Kino Lorbers. Um, you know, a, a big hit that, that comes to mind recently was the 4K of Six String Samurai, which is like a movie that was best known for being on the sci-fi channel in the in the late 90s um but the fact that that movie of all movies got a full 4k digital restoration i think is really cool 
And there is that, you know, that that archival process. And I think for for the folks that work at those labels, I don't want to speak for them, but my assumption is that that is what drives them. That they want to preserve these films that would otherwise be lost. And I think about stuff like, you know, the the Mystic Knights of Boingo Boingo film, The Forbidden Zone, which just came out this past week um, or drop dead Fred, which was a couple of weeks ago, or again, six string samurai, which is three or four months ago. Now, like those are movies that are beyond obscure. You would think that there'd be not really a market for those, but there is because, you know, you can actually find those people who are interested in those things because of the internet. Um, so right. major props to, you know, K and L studio classics and Kino and arrow for, for doing that kind of like a very important, archival work and making it so that these movies don't become lost media. Yeah. Which is something I, one of the biggest benefits of, of the physical media for me is the fact that you're, we're getting away from hopefully the days of a lost media where we're trying to preserve as much as we can and it's getting on disc and, um, but you are also finding those people because of the internet and because of the, you know, global reach we all have now, you can find that niche audience who wants Drop Dead Fred because that those people have been yelling about that getting a Blu-ray release for years. And so I'm sure that did super well for Vinegar Syndrome, even though it's not a movie that you'd expect to sell. I mean, I, I saw them the other day sell out of one of their 4K titles that was limited. I had never heard of the movie, but they sold 10,000 copies at $55 a piece off their website. And I said, wow, like... What, where did those 10,000 people come from, but also good for them? Cause I love that you're finding that audience and, and keeping that movie alive. Um, you know, I think video stores like Bolu certainly contribute to that because you can actually walk in and browse a shelf. You know, if you, if you go to Amazon or you go to Best Buy in, in their store, whatever's left of their stores for movies or online and you try to search for stuff, you're going to get Spider-Man, you're going to get Batman, you're going to get Marvel, Star Wars, you're going to get the AAA titles. Um, it's hard to find that stuff on their sites. They don't really promote it for fair reason, I'm sure. But that's the beauty of walking into a bull moose, I think, is that you you have the discoverability, but like you mentioned earlier, you also have employees who are actually invested in the things that they're selling because First of all, you can't talk to anybody at Amazon, so good luck getting help shopping there. And if you walk into a Best Buy and you ask some guy, "Hey, where's the latest Vinegar Syndrome release?" he would be like, "We like we sell we don't sell vinegar. Like you need to go to a grocery store. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. They just don't. I mean, and that's not who they're hiring. They're hiring people who can sell appliances and TVs now. Um, but that's." The really cool thing about Boom Moose is people will walk in there and you just walk up to the counter and ask an employee, hey, I like this movie. Give me, give me five more that you think I'd like. Or, you know, do you have this in stock? And they can look it up and tell you right where it is or, you know, get it shipped to you if it's not there. Whereas Best Buy is going to be like, I don't know, go to the website, figure it out. You know, there's, there's not a lot of help. That personal touch is really cool. And it's that like that's what's missing. It's like the Quentin Tarantino behind the counters recommending movies to people in the late eighties. Um, that knowledge doesn't exist anymore in a lot of places. And, and, and sort of an important evolution from the Quentin Tarantino of the eighties is that, um, there isn't sort of a level of judgment, um, anymore. Um, there, you know, 
back when I was a store manager, one of the things I tried to really get across to people was that people are passionate about the thing that they're passionate about. And we don't have to share in that passion specifically. We just have to share in the idea of their passion. Like, I like stuff. I'm very invested in stuff and I'm very invested in the stuff that I like. And if somebody else is invested in something else, well, I can still, you know, engage with them on that level to be like, hey, this really isn't for me, but I love that you love it. Um, And, you know, I think there still is that some somewhat of a public fear that like, oh, they're not going to be I'm not going to seem cool enough for the record store clerk when I go and and put my stuff on the counter. Um, And that just isn't like nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody cares, but in a good way. Um, And and they'll you know, they're more likely to, to be like, oh, man, yeah, I really like this or like, oh, you know, I. I'm, I'm, this is cool that you're picking this out, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I definitely feel that there's an actual investment in, in what you're buying and your interests. And yeah, many times when I bring movies up to the counter or, uh, you know, I, I buy vinyl there too. Um, you know, there we'll strike a conversation up with whoever's ringing that out. And it's not just, it's not just a check out. All right. See you later. It's like, oh man, have you, you like this movie? Have you seen this one? And it honestly has given me recommendations or I've given recommendations back. And it's a really cool interaction that you sort of only get online these days. Um, and I, I love, I love having that when I go in there, but you're totally right about the, you know, there's no, there's no judgment. There's just like, if, if you like that obscure thing or you only like the mainstream, you're just here for Taylor Swift, then Hey, great get Taylor Swift. Like, that's awesome. Good for you. There you go. I mean, two different ends of the spectrum, (laughs) but that's, yeah, that's, what's awesome about it. I always love going in there because it is, it is that, that feel that I think people are missing nowadays. You don't get with online shopping and I love online shopping as much as the next guy, but there's still something to be said, especially in a niche thing like this, uh, of going to a, a physical location. Um, but I guess we should mention if you're not in the new England area, um, you guys also do have an online store, which sells used copies, sells new copies, um, which I have found very helpful, especially when there were times with the baby or with COVID where I was like, yeah, I don't want to go out this week. It's getting kind of crazy out there, but I need these movies. Um, the fact that you can buy used off the website is I, I can't think of another place that's doing that. Hastings used to do it, and that's, that's the only place I used to buy. Yeah, from Hastings. Um, there's a place out in um, Arizona and um, Nevada called Zia. Uh, they uh, yeah. they sell used stuff on their their website. I bought stuff from Zia before. I got a really cool. Um, they had the Blu-ray of um, Heavy Traffic that I bought on their website recently, which is an impossible to track down release um and i got i got it for a pretty fair price but anyway but yeah so but 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 selling you stuff on the website is also pretty cool because again it gives folks access to things that that they might not have otherwise like you can't you know you can't always get into a bull moose like if you live in a different state um and we have a lot of regular web customers who have never visited one of our stores before you know whether they're uh pre-ordering movies or vinyl or whatever they're just kind of like yeah you know i found you i found you all online and i buy stuff from you and it's pretty cool (laughs) so i think that's i think that's neat we actually just out of reach of the camera is like our our web returns department so i'm sitting next to a huge box of uh of 
web orders right next to me. It's very funny. Okay. <laughs> so what are other plans to, uh, I love the website. Is it like the best website? Uh, I don't want to say it. I didn't want to put it on the market. Are there plans to expand? Yeah, I mean, so we're we're working on a couple of things behind the scenes to sort of like improve the search functionality and give the homepage a bit of a facelift to make things a little bit easier to find. Um, you know, we have a we our webmaster is one person, uh, so yeah. <laughs> we're but we're doing our best. Um, but yeah. The biggest feature of the website is for locals, honestly, because it connects your store and, and web account together. So, like, if you sell stuff to the store, you can use the credit online, or you can um, get your points on the store and then use them on the website, or vice versa. So that was kind of like the priority um, during phase one, and as we enter phase one point five or phase two, you know, it'll be a little bit some improved functionality and accessibility. Those are yeah. buzzwords, but um, <laughs> well. I'm a marketing guy. I get it. The buzzwords are everywhere, but no, I think it'll be, it'll be huge. I mean, it's, it's certainly not like a bad experience. Now I tell people to go there because you do. I mean, if you search, if you're like, Hey, I want, I want the forbidden zone. Well, you can find the DVD. You can find the Blu-ray. You can find a used version. It's actually not. Well, that was a bad example. Bad example, but something else, you know, there'll be, there'll be the 4k, there'll be the Blu-ray, there'll be the used Blu-ray, there'll be a used 4k if somebody's traded them in. You have all these options to all the stock that is also in stores. And you can also check and see what's in stock in stores if you wanted to go and, you know, pick stuff up. But that is why I use the sites because I'll, it's hard for me to just get out with the baby and everything. So I'll go, I'll trade stuff in. I'll, I'll just leave my cell phone. I'll say, look, whatever you guys want to give me for store credit, you're good. I'm not coming back to pick them up. Tell me what you want to give me. And then I go home and I order them online. Cause it's like, what is it? $35 free shipping. I mean, I spend that every time. No, no doubt. So that's never an issue. And it, I mean, it gets to me in a day because I'm local. Like that's the, that's the really cool thing too, is if you're local, you get local service versus I ordered that movie from Best Buy and it's coming from a warehouse in California and it takes five days to get here. You know, I, I, even with media mail shipping, I'll usually see it show up within one or two days, which is awesome for local people. So I guess the last question is sort of like, other than website, like what is, uh, what's in the cards? Are there, are there plans to expand bull moose? Are you going to remain Maine in New Hampshire or have you thought about, more of New England, Massachusetts store. I'd vouch for that just because I'm a Massachusetts guy. Everybody has been asking. Um, I think that the, the, the two biggest requests we get is a store uh, further up in Maine. Um, so like north of Bangor or down east, like Bar Harbor Way. Um, or, you know, down into Massachusetts, um, Connecticut, that, that kind of thing. Um, and I mean, I would say it's not off the table, but not imminent. Um, you know, we we tend to be uh, what's the word opportunistic, maybe like when a when a good location presents itself, um, we tend to jump on it, which is how we ended up in Keene, and that location is great. Um, so I would say that it like it's not not top of mind, but it's not bottom of mind either, which is maybe a weird thing to say. Um, but we're you know we're in a good spot. You know we're we're humming along pretty well. Um, 
you know, there are logistical challenges the more that you expand the web of stores. But um, so we, we would want to do so in a, a more sustainable way, which is to say we don't want to just like open up a bunch of stores and then be like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> uh, right. Not that we would anyway, but um, I think probably the, the bigger the bigger thing would be to improve the website and just get more web orders going out um, and then sort of like see where things go from there. Um, but I mean, like at the same time, obviously it's, it's something that we're, we're open to doing. Like we're moving the Portsmouth store because things are great in Portsmouth and we found a location that lets us do more of what we want to do. So we're doing it. Um, and you know, we're sort of, you know, on the lookout in other areas too. Like when the opportunity presents itself, we'll probably do it. That makes sense. I think that's smart too, because it's, you know, it is a, it's a niche thing. You don't want to just overexpand and then, you know, then you get oversaturated and we've seen how many different <laughs> bigger retailers do that over the last few years. So, um, I can appreciate that if the opportunity presents itself, then you, you know, you'll jump on it. I'll, I'll keep my eyes open for anywhere in Massachusetts. Well, definitely. I mean, it'll be a big deal when we, when we decide to open a Massachusetts store, you'll hear about so. it for sure. Yeah, I think so. There's, I mean, I, I imagine the amount of traffic you get to the Salem, New Hampshire store, has got to be a ton of people from Massachusetts. Yeah, lots of mass, lot, lots of mass folks, definitely. Well, it's also right. you can see Methuen, right? But right, yeah, it is right over the New Hampshire line. For those who don't know, it's like that's why I say it's fifteen minutes for me. It's like welcome to New Hampshire, welcome to Bull Moose. I mean, it's like bang bang, which is beautiful. And then you don't pay any tax because you're in New Hampshire too. So that's that's a beautiful thing too when you're buying, you know, a hundred dollars worth of movies. <laughs> so I, I do love, I love the store. I love that you guys are doing well and keep it, you know, expanding and that web store will be huge. I will happily drive people there because that ability to, to buy used Blu-ray online or even used 4k DVD vinyl books. I mean, it just doesn't exist. So I think you've, you've, you've got that market cornered and people are really asking for it. So I hope more people listen to this and will go to bullmoose.com and discover it and support and buy some stuff because I'm telling you, you can, you can get Blu-ray sometimes for three or four bucks, even online. If they're used, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I also just for the record, looked it up and uh, you can get forbidden zone on DVD. We don't have it in stock uh, presently, but it is available at one of our primary distributors. So it is accessible. And I didn't know that. So that actually is, that is a question I want to ask. Sometimes I'm looking a lot of times for obscure stuff and I go to the website and it'll say, yeah, we can get it for you, but it might take a while. I think that's like almost the exact wording, like, or we can get it for you. Just be patient or something. Yeah. So, um, that's a warning that gets applied to a lot of MOD stuff. Um, so basically anything that's coming from allied bond would have that warning applied to it. And basically what it means is we don't have it, but somebody else does. So we order it from them. It shows up at our place. We ship it to you. Which I think is like another super cool benefit. Cause a lot of places would just say, look, we don't have access to it. We don't have it in store. We're not shipping it. And, Bullmoose will go out of their way to go get it for you. Right. And all that's just because like we have, um, you know, electronic data feeds from a bunch of major um, warehousing services sure. and distributors. So like, you know, I could tell you that, uh, let's see, what is it? 
Uh, Ingram Entertainment has 35 Forbidden Zone DVDs available for purchase currently. That could change any minute, but that's how many are there. But it is a super cool benefit because I, I can't think of another... I can't think of another place where I shop online that like you could type in pretty much any movie that's not completely out of print. And there's a pretty good chance that you either have it or you could find a way to get it, which is just really cool. It's true. If it is in print, we can probably get it. Um, if we can't get it, it's probably out of print or it could be, you know, an exclusive, right? Like every once in a while, it'll be like, actually, you know, the 4k of such and such with the steel book, you can only get from arrows website. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a different story, but I, I have, I got to tell people I have even found out of print stuff from time to time. It's, it, it's, I found a DVD copy of dead alive, which I'd been looking for for a while. I think I found it for, you know, it was fairly priced. It was like 12 or $13, but I found that at bull moose and like, what a surprise that was. So you never know what you're going to find. That's the beauty of it. It is. Was that this year that you found that? It was a while ago, but it's been long out of print. And so I, I always search for it and I just stumbled upon it and was like, Oh my God, here it is. Bull moose, bull moose came through for me. So you never know what you're going to find. It's a really good time. I'm telling you, if you're anywhere local and you can drive, even if it's an hour and a half, two hour drive, it's well worth getting to one of these locations because you'll you can make a day of it. I swear, if you're if you're a real big movie, music, book fan, I mean, you could you can make a whole day out of a trip to one of the stores like Salem or Scarborough that have some of the bigger locations, uh, bigger selection. It's it's a ton of fun. Yeah, it's just a ton of fun. There's just everything you could ever want media wise is there, and then tabletop games and pop culture items, of course, and. It's just got everything. So I'm a huge fan and I, I'm just so happy to have have somebody from Bull Moose on the on the podcast because I've been wanting to do this for a while and get the word out there. So I I hope this will uh keep it going and drive some sales and if you're not local, head to bullmoose.com. It'll be well worth your time. So yeah, Mick, I appreciate you coming out for the for the interview today. This is a lot of fun. This is cool to see some behind the scenes on my my favorite video store and my, I guess my only video store, but by default, my favorite video store. Um, but at least I have one. It's a beautiful thing because I know a lot of people don't. Yeah. So appreciate it, and uh, we'll have to we'll have to have you back on if you ever do like a uh, that Massachusetts store opens up. Let, well, let we'll definitely know. have a behind the scenes. Yeah, let me know. We can do something there. If the web store opens up and, and gets refreshed, let me know. We'll do some we'll do some promotion to support you guys because I, I believe in it. I'm very talkative, so I can I can just go on and on and on about behind the scenes stuff. I think it's fun. I, I was like, you know, it's fun to like look at the numbers and be like, how many forbidden zones are out there? When was the last time we sold a pre owned copy of Dead Alive? It's May twenty fifth, by the way, in case you're curious. Really? Yep. Still out there. Uh, well, let's see. It was in the store for two and a half days before somebody bought it. Yeah. But see, if you, if you guys look, you, you could find it. You never know what you're going to find. But they definitely go quick because people like me know what they're looking for. So that's a, that's super cool that they're still coming in even after all these years. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate the time. Definitely go check out bullmoose.com. Follow them on social media. I'll put all the links 
for everything down in the description of the video. If you're on audio, we'll put the description uh, in the episode description. So all the links will be there too, but appreciate it. And we'll, we'll have you back on soon. I really appreciate you coming out for this and taking the time. You're welcome. Sounds good. It was fun. All right, guys. So thanks for listening, watching to that interview with Mick. I had a great time talking to her. She really understands this business and like what sets Bull Moose apart. It's the personalities. It's the care for the customers. It's, you know, membership programs and just the way that they treat their customer base who have these unique interests or mainstream interests. They, you know, we're all collectors. Uh, we're all interested in just buying media, buying stuff. And Bull Moose just gets it. So I, I can't say it enough times. I, I I probably said it like five times in the interview. But seriously, if you guys are anywhere near this area that I'm in, if you're in New Hampshire or Maine or even northern Massachusetts, even Boston for that matter, you can get to Bull Moose in an hour. It's well worth taking the trip. And seriously, there is nobody out there right now other than maybe the Zia Records who Mick referenced out in uh, Arizona who's got a such a wide selection of new and used media, whether it is a vinyl record, whether you're looking for a cassette tape, a rare DVD, a Blu-ray, you know, stuff that other stores are just not going to carry in person. Bull Moose has them in store. If they don't have them in store, they'll get them for you. And they have a huge used selection online. So a lot of times you'll look at a Blu-ray title, you'll see it's new for $8. It's used for four ninety seven. That's a great deal, and you can pick up a lot of Blu-rays for a very good price on their site. So I can't recommend them enough, whether you're shopping online or whether you can get there in person. The in-person experience is on another level. I absolutely love their store, and I was super excited to have Mick on. So appreciate you guys watching, listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Let me know what you thought, and let me know if you'd like to see somebody else come on. I'll do my best to get them. So yeah, thanks for watching, listening. All the links will be in the description to my social media accounts and subscribe to the channel here on YouTube if you're watching. Subscribe to the Spotify or Apple podcast feed wherever you are. Follow along if you enjoyed this. Leave a five-star review and let me know. I appreciate that very much. And of course, make sure to check out Bull Moose. I will leave a link to their website where you can find all of their locations as well as shop their online store, which is a great way to support them if you're somewhere otherwise outside of New England. Um, it's It's a well done website for media. I can't wait till they expand it and, you know, search gets a little bit better and stuff. But if you can usually find what you're looking for, it's a very good website and it's super easy to shop and, and do what you need to do on there. So love their site, love their stores. Can't wait to do more with them. And hopefully you guys will support them as well by, you know, just by listening to this uh, is a huge deal. But share this podcast and and really uh, spread the word about Bull Moose because they're doing great things and there aren't many stores left like them. So that's it. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe out there and I will talk to you guys soon. Coming soon. Be sure to subscribe to the Films at Home podcast using your favorite app so you don't miss another episode. And while you're there, don't forget to rate and review this podcast, which helps us out tremendously. You can also help support us by watching our short-form content over on YouTube and TikTok by searching Films at Home. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at films underscore at underscore home. The intro and outro were created by Elon Osborne. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.